Welcome to the show. It's me, Grant Fielding, your host, and I'm joined by Justin, Jacob, and Carrie. Today's episode is billionaires and their tax avoidance. Um, a big thank you to ProPublica for the article that they put out recently titled 10 Ways Billionaires Avoid Taxes on an Epic Scale. This was where we drew inspiration for the show today, and we think it's going to be very interesting talking about the multitude of ways that billionaires um, uniquely and creatively avoid paying as much taxes as they probably could. Um, so we're going to kick it off with Justin bringing us in at point number one. All right, coming in at number one, we'll be discussing the ultra wealth effect. Our first story unravels how billionaires like Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, and Jeff Bezos were able to amass some of the largest fortunes in history while paying remarkably little tax relative to their immense wealth. They did it in part by avoiding selling off their vast holdings of stock. The U.S. system taxes income. Selling stock generates income, so they avoid income as the system defines it. Meanwhile, billionaires can tap into their wealth by borrowing against it. And borrowing isn't taxable. In 2007, Jeff Bezos, then a multi-billionaire, and now the world's richest man, did not pay a penny in federal income taxes. He achieved the feat again in 2011. In 2018, Tesla founder Elon Musk, the second richest person in the world, also paid no federal income taxes. Michael Bloomberg managed to do the same in recent years. Billionaire investor Carl Icahn did it twice. George Soros paid no federal income tax three years in a row. Many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, amassing little wealth and paying the federal government percentage of their income that rises if they earn more. In fact, in recent years, the median income earned medium American household earned about $70,000 annually and paid 14% federal taxes. Highest income tax rate, 37%, kicked in this year for couples on earnings above $628,300. America's billionaires avail themselves of tax avoidance strategies beyond the reach of ordinary people. Their wealth derives from the skyrocketing value of their assets like stock and property. Those gains are not defined by U.S. laws as taxable income unless and until the billionaires sell. It's a completely different picture for middle-class Americans, for example, wage earners in their early 40s who have amassed a typical amount of wealth for people their age. From 2014 to 2018, such households saw their net worth expand by about 65000 after taxes on average, mostly due to the rise in value of their homes. But because the vast bulk of their earnings were salaries, their tax bills were almost as much, nearly $62,000 over that five-year period. Okay, now I'm Jacob. I'm going to discuss number two, which is the $5 billion IRA. So an IRA is an individual retirement account. It's a great way for the average American to save for their retirement. So you can invest up to $6,000 a year in an IRA. The catch is you can't pull those funds out until you are 59 and a half. Nothing could go wrong with this one, right? You can't take advantage of this. Wrong. Billionaires have even, have even found ways to use this innocent retirement account to their advantage. There's a guy, tech mogul Peter Thiel. He started a Roth IRA in 1999 with $2,000. Uh, he parked the, the cash in a low-value company that would eventually become PayPal, which is extremely large company today, very wealthy. Thiel turned $2,000 into what is now $5 billion today. The crazy thing about it all is in 2027, six months before he turns 60, Peter Thiel will be able to pull the whole $5 billion out of his IRA account 
and not pay a single penny in taxes for the whole transaction. Wild stuff. We're now going to send it to Carrie for number three. Okay, so number three, another way that billionaires, especially tech billionaires, could avoid an epic scale of taxes is by turning high tax rate trading into low tax rate income. We can all assume that their income would be so high, but oftentimes they tend to pay relatively at low income tax rates. This relates to the type of income they have. They tend to have more stock sales, which are considered as gains from long-term investments, and these are taxed at a lower rate than the short-term investments or the ordinary income. However, what if they're making billion dollars every year and most of those earnings are from short-term trading? Jeff Yes, the head of one of the most profitable firms on Wall Street um, called Susquehanna International Group, found his own creative ways to transform the income into a tax savings generating income. He was able to save at least $1 billion in tax over six recent years by only paying an average federal income tax rate of just 19%, which is far below from other Wall Street competitors. Money usually made from such rapid trades is typically taxed at around 40%. It was found out that he didn't really want to comment anything on this matter, but tax experts are seeing this as a very suspicious activity. So I guess we'll have to keep an eye on it. So next, Grit. So that brings us to point number four, the magic of sports ownership. Now this is an interesting one and something that is completely reserved only for the incredibly wealthy as um, your average American cannot afford a professional sports team. So the idea behind this one, you might say, is, well, how does, how does this apply to tax? Obviously, you know, you'd think sports teams, they're making money off of sports teams, but how are they avoiding paying taxes by purchasing a sports team? Now, this is what is interesting. We're all familiar with Section 179, which is the code of the IRC that allows businesses to take an immediate deduction for business expenses related to depreciable assets such as equipment, vehicles, and software. Now, you might think that's something that you know, applies to an industrial setting, a factory, or you know, to just a large business in general with computers and stuff that they have. Now, what's interesting about this is this also applies to the ownership of sports teams. Now, let's say, for instance, that someone purchases the Los Angeles Chargers for $750 million. What is cool here is that these owners are able to deduct the cost of their team spread out for, over more, th for more than 15 years. Over the course of 15 years, they're able to deduct this cost from their tax return. Now, on top of that, the team owners can deduct everything from media deals to player contracts in the same way this industrialist would deduct um, their depreciation on their factory equipment. That's pretty wild to me that um, a contract for a player is treated as a depreciable asset. And so these billionaires who are bringing in tons of revenue in general, but also bringing in a lot of revenue on the books through these sports teams are legally able to report losses because of the the crazy number of um, deductions that they're able to take and just the large amount that they are able to deduct on their tax return. And so for instance, Steve Ballmer is someone who um, did this when he was at a point where he was going to have to pay a lot of taxes. He purchased the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, whatever your average American pays in taxes, um, you know, around the $50,000 mark, you're looking at probably somewhere between 12 and 20% on a tax rate. 
you would think naturally, oh, a billionaire, surely he's paying, you know, 40%, 36%, somewhere in that range. Steve Ballmer pays an estimated 12% effective tax rate on his net income, which is pretty wild. So if you ever get the chance, definitely advisable to purchase a pro sports team. Coming in at number five, build, drill, and save. The real estate and oil businesses can both be tax havens. So in certain industries like real estate or oil and gas, the tax breaks are so plentiful that billionaires can erase their income entirely even as they grow richer. That's how real estate developer Stephen Ross, who is also the owner of the Miami Dolphins, went 10 years without paying any income tax. That's right, zero dollars. Another mogul, one of the biggest in the oil business, managed to tap a near bottomless well of write-offs via one of the biggest oil spills in history. After the Deepwater Horizon offshore drilling rig exploded in 2010, environmentalists surveying the damage in the Gulf of Mexico came upon a mystery. The water had oil slicks that, because of the currents, could not have even originated from the site of the actual accident. With the help of satellite imagery, they figured out that that oil was leaking from a different spill, a six-year-old disaster the public knew almost nothing about. In September of 2004, Hurricane Ivan had swept the legs out from under a 40-story oil drilling platform operated by a company called Taylor Energy, causing a leak that continues to this day. It is the longest-running, and by one estimate, the largest U.S. oil spill ever recorded a contentious saga that prompted a recent 60-minute segment and unfortunately continues to be the reason why Phyllis Taylor, the owner of Taylor Energy, continues to pay almost zero tax. All right, now we're going to look at number six. And this one is a topic we're all familiar with after our last research case, and that's hobbies. So there's, as we know, it can be very like complicated on what's considered a for-profit activity and what's considered a hobby. Uh, turns out that the extremely wealthy know how to game that system a little better than our, our runners did at the Hokies, so they do pretty well with it. Um, a very common one that you see a lot is horse racing. Uh, so you know the rich, they love to gamble and buy horses, smoke cigars and drink, hang out, you know. They like wasting their money, they have too much. Uh, but if they can catch a break and save millions in taxes while doing it, why not? Uh, it's reported that at the 2021 Kentucky Derby, there were six horse owners. And these six horse, horse owners had taken a combined $600 million in tax write-offs for the horse racing operations. So some, that, that's one example. Like another example, some people love vacationing. Uh, John and Beanie Babies, the little bouncy things, those things were fun. So their owner, Ty Warner, actually bought a couple of Four Seasons hotels, allowing him to vacation whenever he'd like. And um, these hotels, the purchase of them, allowed him not to pay income tax for 12 years after the purchase of them. And as we all know, you can read more about what's considered a for-profit activity in IRC Section 183. So next up, number seven, how billionaires tend to avoid taxes is by paying a good attention to the new tax laws and try their best to take advantage of it. The 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was the biggest rewrite of the code in decades. And even though the goal of the Trump administration was to provide tax relief for small businesses, 
It brought a tremendous tax benefits to pass-through entities by allowing them huge deductions from the new law, reducing their taxable income, and saving them millions of dollars. A select group of ultra-wealthy pass-through businesses were able to take the whole advantage of this brand new law. For example, Michael Bloomberg was able to claim $180 million of deductions in 2018, and his total tax savings in 2018 was $67 million. Another industry that was able to take a huge benefit from the law was the real estate industry. Up to 20% tax deduction on dividends from real estate investment trusts, billionaire investors knew where to aim next. All right, and now we are at number eight, which is tech billionaires. So obviously, the tech industry in America and throughout the world is booming. Um, but to put that into perspective, on a list of the top 400 American earners from 2013 to 2018, 10 of the top 15 earners are tech billionaires. And most of their income actually comes from selling stock of the company that they were involved in founding or in the ownership of it. And so because of this, the vast majority of their income is actually taxable at the lower capital gains rate rather than the standard tax bracket um, based on normal income. And so Bill Gates, for instance, from 2013 through 2018, saved approximately $125 million in taxes as a result of his income being taxed at this lower rate. So they're already saving a ton of money based on the way that they are getting their income. But to add on to this, another strategy used by these tech billionaires to allow for massive deductions is the donation of their stock. So section 170 of the IRC, which is all about charitable donations and the deductions um, that you can take from having charitable donations, actually allows for the deduction of the donated stock at its current value without requiring these billionaires to sell their stock and recognize the capital gains. So what these billionaires are doing is essentially donating a large amount of stock, though not, not over 10% of their ownership in the company. That's right, Grant. Yeah. Um, and this is allowing them to deduct vast amounts of their income while also not having to recognize more. And so Michael Bloomberg, in the same time frame from 2013 to 2018, deducted almost $1 billion annually from charitable, charitable contributions. And on average, amongst the different classes of billionaires based on their field, Tech billionaires pay the lowest effective rate on their income compared to billionaires in other industries at a 17% effective rate. So they've got a strategy here, um, large amounts of income from selling stock and then large amounts of deductions from donating stock. Thank you, Grant. And if you didn't think that was frustrating enough, wait till you hear number nine. Brother, can you spare a stimulus check? Now, 2020 was a difficult financial year for many Americans. And stimulus checks help many families afford essential items when they needed them the most. However, it's hard to imagine a billionaire suffering. However, at least 18 billionaires received stimulus checks in 2020. This anomaly happened because their tax returns placed them below the income cutoff of $150,000 for married couples. As accountants would say, it's extremely hard to imagine that a $1,200 stimulus check made a material financial difference to a billionaire. Billionaires received checks from the government as part of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act because they were eligible for the automatically dispersed cash after reporting their taxable income as business expenses. One of the billionaires that received the check is oil mogul Timothy Heddington, 
who mentioned having recorded negative net income in 2018 by writing off his tens of millions of dollars worth of income. A stimulus check was also delivered to Robert Dart, a member of the Dart family that owns Michigan-based Dart Container, even though he filed his U.S. taxes from the Cayman Islands. He's definitely suffering. Dart family members, including Robert, famously gave up their U.S. citizenships in the mid-1990s to dodge taxes. A general counsel for Dart Container explained that Dart believes people in his position should not have been stimulus recipients and that he did not request one. It's also worth noting that he did return the check to the U.S. Treasury, thankfully. All right, last but not least, we got number 10, estate trusts. This is one of your classic examples of tax loopholes. Uh, it's been going on forever. Um, so like trust fund babies, this is, this is how that works. Um, so research shows that half of the United States' 100 richest families use, use estate dodging or trusts. Media mogul E.W. Scripps, he uh, started a newspaper way back in the day, like the late 1800s. He started a trust fund for his family in the year 1922. A hundred years later, one of his great-granddaughters, great-great-granddaughters, I'm sorry, it's that, that far of a lineage, I just can't believe it. Um, anyone want to guess how much she's inherited off of her 100-year-old fund? Say like 10 million. Let's try 210 million. And guess what? She's hasn't even turned 19 yet. No way. Yep. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Um, and then just more of his like crazy family. So one of his grandsons turned his wealth into a re- reality TV show star, uh, Siesta Key. I've never seen it. Sounds horrible. Um, and he actually owns his own cannabis company as well. So he's definitely winning. Um, another one of his great, great grandsons is more of like an Instagram influencer kind of person. He flexes his Lamborghini and his $285,000 Richard Milley watch regularly on Instagram. Um, I'm going to have to give my parents a call because it just sounds nice. I, I'd like to be like that. I'm in the same boat. And I think that, that wraps us up with our list, everyone. Carrie, are you going to close us out? Yeah. So this is all we've got for today, the 10 ways that billionaires avoid taxes. Hope you guys now got some ideas on how they really can pay less taxes than we expected. We will see you guys again with another fun topic next week, so stay tuned.